Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm Coach Sammy, and I am so glad you are here. The teen years can be fun and exciting, but also filled with self-doubt, insecurities, and lots of frustration. I am here to help you along your teen journey and make sure you enjoy your teen years as much as possible. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast this week. It is officially October. So excited. I love October. It's my favorite month. And I know I tell you guys that every October, but I still love October. And as I sat down to record this episode, a storm just decided to pick up outside my house. And so if you hear the wind whistling in the background, it's because there's a beautiful October storm starting. So a couple announcements. Number one, if you are a parent listening and you would like some help raising your teen with anxiety, there is a download for you in the show notes that is super helpful. Okay, so go ahead and download that from the show notes. And number two, if you haven't left a review for the podcast, please do so. It helps the show reach more people and gets this show out to people who need it. Your reviews, they support the show. So if you could just take a few seconds to leave a review for the show, that would be great. And then number three, since it is October, we are going to be talking about OCD all month. And October 9th through the 15th is OCD Awareness Week. And I was like, let's talk about OCD all month. Okay. So I've got some great guests coming on the podcast that I'm really excited about. And I'm really excited to bring awareness to you guys about OCD. So for today's episode, I wanted to teach you about what OCD actually is. And it's not really what people think it is. We kind of, if you've ever heard of like OCD, you kind of have maybe some ideas about what it's like, but I want to share with you my experience with OCD. I have a daughter, Cameron, with severe OCD, and she's actually going to be one of my guests this month. And we have been through a lot as a family with her OCD. It has affected all of our relationships with her. It's affected my marriage. It's affected all her siblings. OCD really is a family affair. It likes everyone to be a part of it. If you have a family member with OCD or even a friend with OCD, you are most likely affected in some way. Or even if you have a coworker or maybe a student in one of your classes, but OCD is probably going to affect you at some point in your life just because it's something that's pretty common. About one in 200 kids have OCD. So if you go to like a bigger high school, there'll be about 20 kids in your high school that have OCD. And I would say that they actually suffer from OCD because True OCD is not a desirable thing. Anyone who has OCD suffers from it. It's miserable. And I know this not from having OCD, but just being a mom and watching and seeing it from my perspective, which is very heart-wrenching. And I don't talk very much about it just because it's a tender situation for me and my family because it's so hard. And Many days I feel like I'm failing at handling it. And so the purpose of this month's episodes is to bring awareness to it because most of the time, you guys, it's misdiagnosed and it's missed. 
And without proper diagnosis and very specific therapy, it is very hard to treat and will often continue to get worse and become very debilitating if it isn't already. What is OCD? Well, OCD stands for obsessive compulsive disorder. Even knowing like what OCD stands for, I mean, it doesn't really tell you much, okay? So it's a mental disorder that can basically affect anyone. But the simplest way that I can describe OCD is like there's two parts, okay? So the first part is that the OCD brain has obsessive thoughts, or sometimes we call it an intrusive thought, okay? And when you have OCD, these thoughts, they just don't go away. And they can be constant, unwanted, intrusive thoughts. Or they could even be like images or urges that set off feelings of extreme distress and anxiety. So that is the obsessive part, okay? And then the second part is what is called a compulsion. And this part is then the actual behaviors that the person does in an attempt to get rid of the obsessive thought or to decrease the anxiety or distress that they feel. Okay. So in order for it to be considered OCD, these obsessive thoughts and actions to decrease anxiety, they take, they have to take up like more than one hour a day because we will all have obsessive thoughts from time to time. But with OCD, we spend a lot of time participating in the compulsions or actions that actually relieve the anxiety. And so let me give you an example of this. There are many types of different OCD themes and you can actually have more than one. So one of my daughter's OCD themes was that anything that her little sister touched became contaminated. And her obsessive thoughts were constantly about her sister contaminating things. And so my daughter stopped touching things in the house and she started wearing gloves all the time on her hands and she could only use paper plates and bowls and utensils. She stopped eating certain things. She couldn't do her chores because everything in the house was contaminated. She couldn't even get herself in and out of the car, couldn't touch doorknobs in the house. And If her little sister went into her room, there was all out panic and intense distress that would last for sometimes hours. As this went on, the OCD grew to not only just little sister touching things, but then other family members in the house touching things. And I didn't know what was going on in her brain. All I could see as a mom was like she would just panic about things all the time. Like she was always in distress even getting ready for school or trying to do her chores. Like I, I could only see the panic and the anxiety and the distress side of things, but I didn't understand what was going on inside her brain. And that's why OCD is kind of hard to detect because we don't know what's going on inside somebody's brain. We just kind of see them freaking out over things that we're you're like, I don't understand. Individuals with OCD, they don't want to have these thoughts and They don't want to have the disturbing things going on inside their brain. And the other thing is that in most cases, people with OCD, they realize that the thoughts that they're having are illogical and there's a lot of shame around OCD. So people with OCD, they typically try to hide it. With OCD, obsessions 
and compulsions are very time consuming and they get in the way of you just living your life. My daughter lost her ability to function as a normal little girl. There was nothing that stood in between her and her OCD. Like the OCD, it ruled her life and it kept her trapped. There were actually even a few times she tried to run away. And that is the biggest thing with OCD is that it really does take over your life. And you guys, we use the term obsessed a lot in our language. Like you can be obsessed with K-pop or your favorite band or TV show, but with OCD, the obsession starts to control your life and you can no longer complete your everyday functions. And that's why it becomes such a problem. Our home life with my daughter with OCD was really kind of almost like a living hell for a while because we just had no idea what was going on. And we had been to so many doctors and psychiatrists and nobody could figure it out. It was so frustrating and overwhelming. It was just a dark time for my family. And every time another specialist would try something else that didn't work or a different therapy or come up with results that didn't show anything, I would feel so defeated and just like a failure as a mom. And if I could like go back and tell myself at that time one thing, I wish I would have known to, I wish I would have known to not give up, to just see as many doctors as I could and kiss and just keep trying to figure out what was going on and that there was a solution and we would totally figure it out. But that's not how I felt at the time. I felt desperate. And just so often I felt like there was no hope for my daughter and my family. So if I had to go back and tell myself something, I would be like, there's somebody who knows what's going on and knows how to fix this problem. So just keep searching. Fast forward a few months and a friend, not a doctor, told me that my daughter had OCD and she needed immediate treatment. And she had experience with her daughter with OCD. And that was a small miracle that started me researching, educating myself. And it took us on a journey of getting treatment that actually worked, medication that actually worked, and a whole new understanding of how to fight OCD. And so we took my daughter out of school because she wasn't really functioning in school anyways, because by then her teacher was contaminated and we were able to get her into an intensive treatment center where all they do is handle OCD and they had a pediatric wing, which was so great because it's hard to find places that treat OCD for kids. So we stayed there for four months learning how to fight OCD and my husband and I also learned how to parent a child with OCD, which is very different from the way I thought I was supposed to parent. We were in treatment all day, every day for 16 weeks. It was probably one of the hardest things we have ever done as a family, but I have to tell you, it was so worth it. I never imagined that things could get better and they did. And I didn't put in the work to get things better. My, I do have to give credit to Cameron because she's the one that did the hardest work. So let me talk to you a little bit about how you treat OCD and what OCD treatment looks like, because it's not like typical therapy. Okay. It's very different. So the best way to treat OCD is through a specific type of therapy called ERP. And that stands for exposure response prevention. And this type of therapy, it's so hard for those who have OCD because you are facing your fears through the therapy and doing exactly opposite of what your OCD is telling you to do. Okay. So 
For my daughter, one of the exposures we started out with doing was touching one of her sister's items. Like I think we brought in a blanket from home and she had to touch that blanket with one finger for five seconds to start off with. And after she touched that blanket for five seconds, you know, the distress and the panic started and she had to sit there and process the distress and the anxiety and the panic without completing the compulsions, which was to like immediately go wash her hands because she touched something that her sister touched. Okay. And so it was training her brain that she would be okay if she touched something of her sister's. And that was really tough. So I want you to think of one of the scariest things for you to do. Like what's the scariest thing in your brains? What's the scariest thing for you guys to think of doing? Okay. And for me, I think that would probably just be jumping out of a moving plane. Like that would be pretty darn scary for me. Okay. So for a person with OCD, not participating in the compulsion or the action that your OCD is telling you you need to complete is like doing one of the scariest things in your whole life. And ERP therapy, it's like jumping out of a plane for me over and over again until I can train my brain finally to believe that I'm going to be okay if I jump out of that plane. (laughs) And I don't know if my brain would ever fully believe that, oh, if you jump out of this plane, you're going to be fine. Like that's really hard to shut off. So ERP therapy, it's tough. It's facing your fears head on consistently over and over again. Okay. And if you have multiple fears, you have to learn how to face all of them with OCD and prove to your OCD that it is not in control of your life. So it's basically like doing the opposite of what OCD is telling you to do. So with the car handle example, my daughter eventually made it to touching the handle with two fingers, then three, and then eventually was able to grab the handle and open the door with her whole hand, all right? And once she got that down, we moved to other things and did exposures with those and celebrating all the time along the way because every time like she was able to do an exposure for longer or move up to the next level, it was like such a big deal. And so we really tried hard to celebrate. So funny story, you guys, we were actually out to eat at a restaurant as a family, not too long after Cameron finished her treatment and her and Reagan were actually sitting next to each other at the table. And my youngest daughter, Reagan, she took her gum out of her mouth and was going to wrap it in the napkin so that she could eat her dinner. And then Cameron goes, oh, well, I'll chew that. And she took Reagan's gum out of her hand and the gum that she had been chewing and she put it in her mouth. And I was just like so proud as a parent because just a short time prior, something like that would have never happened. And so when you are a parent of somebody with OCD, it's like things like that. When you see them conquering their OCD that you just like get so proud of. One other thing that I want to mention to you guys is that you can't like rationalize with OCD or talk OCD out of the obsessive thoughts. So that is why ERP is so important in treating OCD because people with OCD know that what they're doing isn't rational and that is why there's so much shame with it. 
I am here to tell you that if you get the right help and treatment, OCD, it doesn't have to rule your life. And OCD, it actually doesn't ever go away. So you always have to be on top of it and aware of what your OCD is telling you. OCD, it's not nice. It's a bully and it is mean. So Throughout this month, I will be putting lots of resources in the show notes of the episodes. If you want to learn more about OCD, there is a lot to educate yourself on when it comes to OCD if you or a loved one are affected by it. Also, if you have questions about OCD or if you have it or how to treat it, there are really some good websites that I will put in the show notes too. Hopefully, you guys, this helps you understand OCD better and have some compassion for those that are struggling with OCD. And I will see you guys next week. Hey guys, do you want more? If you are ready to work with me in one of my coaching programs for teens, check out my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Whatever you are struggling with, whether big or small, I can help. We learn so much more in my programs than what is offered here on the podcast. Come join me, you guys. See you soon.